Fishbowl Barrio. I'm your host, Pucho, and to the front of me is the man, the myth, the legend, Dom. Dom, what is going on, man? Not much, man, other than this uh, spike in, in, in temperature out here. So I know yeah. it, it felt good to see the sun, but it's a harsh reminder to know that here in San Antonio, the summer's right around the corner. I mean, Oof. I mean, when when the forecast says 90s already, and we're, we're not even in May, I mean... Uh, that ain't, that ain't a good thing, man. <laughs> yeah. <laughs> and it's funny because I, I can never get used to how hot it can get. Yeah. You know, granted, now I'm outside a little bit more, so maybe I'll be a little bit more accustomed to the heat once the summer comes along, but I doubt it. Yeah, yeah me too. <laughs> uh, the only other thing I can think about right now is how bad our Spurs are doing. Um, I think they've lost their last eight. Maybe it's nine. Yeah, we saw that double overtime loss too. Yeah, against I think it was the the Hawks, right? Yeah. Yeah. It was a good game. Yeah, it was a good game. Just wish they would have finished it off. It, it. I mean, and what's funny to me is that throughout this whole losing streak, the one player that's been consistently out is Lonnie, and you know, I'm really, I'm really wondering how much they miss his contribution either off the bench. Or in the starting lineup, um, you know, I think I think there's a lot of issues that they got right now. One could be uh, they played a lot of games in a short amount of time. Yeah, they played, uh, and especially when uh, a couple of those games were just back to back overtime games too. I mean, those are that's, that's equivalent almost of having playing three games in two. That's true, very true, and and they're just operating on dead legs right now, and it's not going to get any easier. The, no. the schedule is still pretty hard, um, and the way things are looking now, I've heard um, if we're looking at it, let's say we we end up going five hundred, right? We end up winning as many games as we lose, and we kind of stay in the same spot that we're at. We're looking at maybe a eleven, twelve spot in the draft. Um, some betters are pretty much saying that we're probably going to be a top three pick team in the draft, so. Um, it's not looking good right now. Um, there's a lot of issues. Um, the defense is looking very bad. The bench is not playing well. Um, the starters have a lot of issues, although they've been playing much better than the bench. And the stats may say otherwise. I still think that we don't have enough shooting on the, in the starting lineup. And so when you play a lot of those better teams or better defensive teams, it's really easy for them to kind of clog up the lane and, and stop our offense. Um, and then when our bench comes in, uh, there's a lot of ISO ball, especially yeah. from Mr. Rudy Gay. Yeah. Um, you know, I, I like Rudy, but he just seems to me like the man is just pass adverse right now. 
<laughs> he does not want it. Like, as soon as he gets the ball, he's chunking it up. He's chucking it up, man. Dang. And so, I don't know. You know, we'll see. I think they play the Nuggets. I think not tonight. Maybe tomorrow. I'm not sure. They play the Nuggets coming up. And uh, it's going to be a tough one for them. They got blown out the last time. Um, luckily, the reserves came in and made it the end score respectable. But that doesn't really mean much. Yeah. Um, Garbage time. Yeah. You know, at the end of the day, it's still an L. Um, but, you know, this is an unfamiliar feeling for most Spurs fans, especially if you've been following the team in the last 20, 22 years. You know, yeah, these last two, three years have been... I, mean, I think it was just a combination of everybody, you know, the old, the, the trios, you know, each year, retirement, retirement, Tony um, going to Charlotte, and... You know, they're just it just it, it, you just it's just a transition from from the past to the future, and uh, I mean, I'll say it, it's just a it would have been good if, if Kawhi would have stayed because he would he would have been the bridge right on there, but but the way he 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 left and everything, it, it, there's no bridge. It's it's literally starting from, start from scratch. scratch. I mean, I think that's a testament to the coaching and maybe they're drafting and the players themselves that that we're not more horrible than we actually are. Right. Cause I mean, if it was really any other organization, we'd be in the gutter right now. Yeah. We'd be <laughs> one of the top three teams without any question. Yeah. Uh, and I'm talking about three teams in the draft. Um, you know, but that's, there's still a lot of talent on this team yeah. and they're still really young. Um, Pirtle's really coming into his own. Uh, I think he's really starting to find where he kind of fits offensively. We already knew he had, you know, the defensive skill set. Um, DeJounte is still developing. He's still growing. Uh, Derek White, who's probably one of the older of the young core, uh, the older person in the young core, um, he's still really good. And I still look really look forward to seeing, you know, what he can continue to contribute with the team. Um, KJ still looks really awesome. Um, he, he's just we're starting to see more of his limitations. Yeah, you know, we, we I'm sure he knows too. He has to really develop a more consistent jumper. Um, I'd like to see him kind of develop a step a step back. I think that would really help, especially with his driving ability. Um, and you know, Lonnie is is still developing himself. He's still a really young player, and he's a really good offensive player as well. And he's developing his defense. Um, you know, we still got some other young players that are like Vassell. Vassell, that's right. Uh, Luca, um, both of them are, are, are pretty much still in the very infantile stages of their careers, you know, with yeah. Vassell being a rookie, and I think Luca's is his second year. And so, you know, there's a lot to be expected from the young core as they progress and as they develop with the with the coaching staff. So it's not like all is lost, right? We're in a much, like you say, we're in a much better spot than a lot of teams. It's just hard to take this year. <laughs> yeah, exactly. <laughs> Man. But we'll see, you know. Um, you know, we'll see where they land in the draft. Uh, I have the utmost confidence in the Spurs. They're really good at spotting players um, that they think will fit with their system, that they think they can develop into really good players. And, you know, they just got to get used to, in this last couple of years, drafting a lot earlier than 29th and um, seeing who who they can get and, and what they can do with them. Yeah. Now, let me ask you this. What do you think about the whole Texan situation with Watson? 
Uh, I mean, I think they're in a place right now where they have no other choice just to keep him. I mean, you think he'll stay? I mean, you think um, even with all the controversy that's going around? Yeah, I mean, at the end of the day, he's he's a good ball player, and now he had no value. Everything. Yeah, I think that's going to trump. At the end of the day, to be honest, yeah, I think that's going to trump everything. And um, what real? Uh, leverage does does Watson have anymore? You know, it's no. funny that, that funny that how what do you, uh how quickly like what was it a month to about two months ago yeah. before these allegations? Uh, they were they they were asking for like three first rounders, all this stuff, and now uh, what do you call it? Now if they wanted to trade them, they're they're gonna get a. One concession stand worker, a bag of peanuts, <laughs> and, <laughs> and a twenty percent discount uh, ticket for a T-shirt. That, that's as much as they're gonna get. So I think, in a weird way, um, it actually for the Texans, it's it was a, not to say these allegations are good because these allegations are true. That means there's a lot of victims out there. Yeah. But from the Texans' point of view, business standpoint. Mm-hmm. It worked out because they're all like, well, because they can look like the good guy to him. Hey, we're, we're still going to keep you. We're still, we, by we're, we're still by your side. In the back of the head, they know like, screw this guy. This guy's a great talent. And what option does he have now? Now, what do you call it? He has no other choice than to, to be with us. And he can always play that loyal card. Thank you for Texans for being loyal if, if they... You know, if he pays them off or all these things are false or I don't know how this all this is going to shake out. But I think at the end of the day, they're sort of they're married to each other now. I mean, that's just my view. I yeah. If, if they, I don't think they would dump them just because of publicity. I'm thinking like they're like, well, shit, I got a, I got a great quarterback and, you know. Yeah. Yeah. yeah I, they might gonna, even ask him to take a pay cut. Yeah. So I'm kind of like of the position that. So if it if it's all true, you know that's terrible that you know that happened yeah. to all those victims and and hopefully you know Watson can get some help. I don't you know that's it's pretty odd what he was doing. Yeah. You know I mean it's it's just odd on so many levels because it was it's just like at that point you're you know I'm talking about the allegations yeah. in regards to the massage therapist. Yeah. It's like you know well why bro I'm sure something happened with the first one I'm sure she wasn't quiet about it. You know, I'm sure yeah. she she told you no when you try to call her back, and so why would you just keep doing these things, right? Yeah. So, but at the same time, I started to think like, isn't it a little bit coincidental or convenient for the Texans that he makes these trade demands, and then shortly after, all these allegations start coming out? No, I actually thinking it's actually it's funny you say that because I was thinking it's the same thing. It's like that's what I think most NFL. Uh, I think what it was is is probably uh, the the um, the Texans. They probably knew all this stuff already, and they had uh, you know hushed it in and wiped it under the table and kept it on the on uh, hush hush. Mm-hmm. I'm sure the Texans knew what was, I, I, I'm sure if you, if you look back uh, if you know if you asked them and they looked at records or anything like that I bet you anything the, the Texans knew about this for years like yeah. a year two years but because the way he started well let me leak it out and then 
sort of like uh, like what they did with uh, the Cowboys did with Dak uh, during with him and his negotiations. So they call it. I think it's. I think all these pro teams do that. Is is that all of a sudden? But when things get there, you just start leaking stuff out. And of course, they, they, you know, they're all like, "Oh, we didn't know." Well, they well, they knew all along, but they kept it under under wraps, and then they talk to the reporter, and things get out. And I could see that. I could also see them paying these people, yeah, to come out and say these things. But yeah. I don't know, you know. I, I think as time goes on, I do their investigations, and you know, we'll see if it's and true or not. I, I don't understand. I mean, it, maybe it's just I don't know. It's just I've always never understood the athletes that get accused or they they actually did this kind of stuff. Uh-huh. I'm like, I'm like, bro, like, 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 I'm like, yeah, that would not only that, like, well, shit, man. If you, if you want a hooker and do other, well, shit, man, just, just fly out to fucking Vegas and go to the bunny ranch, bro. Well, and, that's and what it's makes legal. me feel like a little bit that it might be contrived by the team because yeah. aren't there a lot of options out there? You know, yeah, why but, would that be? But maybe, you know, but if you have some kind of issue, Right. Yeah. You know, then maybe that thrill of doing that is what yeah, makes you keep doing it. Uh, I don't know. Like I, we're gonna find yeah. out more information. Yeah, I just think, to be honest, I just think, think some of these athletes are just morons. And then two, I think um, a number of things, just like you were saying, I think a lot of some of them may have like real issues like that. Like it's not even so much the the sexual act or anything. It's just like the chase and like the that that actually is the true arousal. Um, the, the other is, I think, um, is that, that God complex and, uh, you know, I see documentary and it just doesn't take sense. It's like they get treated like, like they're gods, like they're above the yeah. law since they were in high school. Um, look at like Aaron Hernandez is shit and they covered up in high school, college, bro. Until, until literally he mur- murdered someone and they're like, Oh, we can't really cover up this shit. <laughs> yeah, yeah. But I think of these athletes that they've been. Um, covered up and, and babied their whole lives, and then when their final repercussions, shit that they can't uh, can't be uh, covered up, yeah. then they don't know what to do because they thought like everything was is always handled for them, and you know, I, I think I think that's why a lot of the sh- the things that some of it is you know their own doing because they they don't think they're ever going to get caught, like a lot like my boy uh, Matt Gates already got it out in Florida. Mm. And, yeah, that guy. I think what's gonna happen is he may be going to to jail for a while because uh, did you hear today what happened? No. Um, his uh, friend, or the one that that they went Greenberg, I think they went ahead and well, he's already been arrested and everything. Uh, his his lawyer that they're pretty close to signing, uh, doing a, a deal, a plea with, deal. With a plea deal. Uh, he's the, start uh, singing. Yeah. And they even asked the, his attorney, they're like about Matt Gates. they're like, well, what do you, he goes, well, he didn't want to answer, but then he goes, well, you know, I thought if I kept on talking, I, you know, I, I would have to answer, but like, <laughs> but with the guy, you could Ooh, tell like, you there's could tell a lot like, of sweat like, coming down Gates' yeah, yeah, well, that's pretty much what he goes, well, if I were Gates, I would be concerned. Yeah. So that so basically he's wow. he's saying it without saying that his that his client Greenberg is gonna probably more than likely take a deal and flip and give all the information he has on there and yeah, why man. because he you know 
the, you know, it's just not sports. It's anybody in uh, power. power, like uh, Weinstein. Yeah. Like all those actresses and all that stuff that yeah. that he did. You know? Yeah. So. Yeah. Um, oh, that'd I, be awesome, though. The Texans should just be fucking ruthless, man. I just mean, go up there. <laughs> yeah, but like I love that idea. Like you said, just ask him to take a pay cut on top I'm, of it. I wouldn't. <laughs> oh, you want to be bro. traded? Nah, that money you're making, we're going to ask for, we think you're going to restructure it for half of that. I mean, yeah, they, they probably will end up doing it, um, and then they'll probably end up screwing that up anyway. They'll probably end up giving it right <laughs> back to the CEO, somebody who doesn't doesn't need it. They're like, oh, yeah, I'll just go buy another yacht with that money. Mm-hmm. Um, but, you know, it's I just think it's, it's interesting that, you know, somebody's at that position uh, and that level, and then the timing of everything happening, it's like, you know, like it could be like you said, it could be the team had the information, let it out. Could be the team contrived the whole entire thing. I don't know. You know, we're gonna find out. Cause I guess to me, it's like, how many strip clubs did James Harden go to, or that that's what he was infamous for? Yeah. You know, I'm sure. I'm sure he wasn't going there to be wholesome and nice to all these strippers, right? Yeah. You know, so it's like you couldn't hook you can hook your home homie up with some. "Quote unquote massage therapist." Yeah, you know, like I don't know, like I like you were saying earlier. There's there's so many avenues where you could have gone with that, but again, you know, if somebody has an issue, it could be the idea of doing this to somebody who who is not willing. Yeah, it's a more could, of a power thing than it, it could be. Yeah. I see enough CSI and TV shows to to, to look at that. <laughs> <laughs> So, um, before we jump into our topic today, I just want to remind everybody, if you guys have a topic that you guys want to hear us talk about, send us those topics at thefishbowlbarrio at gmail.com, or you can hit us up at Twitter at our handle, uh, Barrio Fishbowl. So, hit us up, guys. We want to hear from you guys. Um, And, fun fact, did you know the post office has been around since 1775? 1775? Yeah. So, one year older than our country? Do you know who the first postmaster general was? George Washington. A lot of people would say that, but no, you are incorrect, sir. It was actually Benjamin Franklin. Oh, awesome. I, was, I thought you were going to say it's Paul Revere over there delivering <laughs> things. You know, when it was presented to me, that was going to be my first guess. I was like, I don't think so. I, I remember some sketchiness about his history. I remember Paul Revere and a horse in delivery. <laughs> That's right, delivering the news. But yeah, today's topic, uh, we're going to talk about the internet, you know, good is it good is it bad you know what are our opinions about those things and uh yeah let's go ahead and jump into it all right was invented back in 1973. The internet as we know it today was invented back in 1973 by a guy named Vinton Gray Cerf. And he had some help from his grad students as well when they started to like, you know, put the finishing product together and all that jazz. Um, But, you know, the internet didn't really start to make an impact until the 90s. Like as far as like, more like for the average person. Yeah. Was it the first like internet, like military like communications i probably i wouldn't yeah. doubt it Be- i mean usually with any type of technology 
especially something like telecommunications, yeah. military, NASA, they're usually the first ones to get their hands on it before it kind of So 73, forward. they were already doing that. They're already right. kind of telecommunicating through the, cool. the, through the internet. Now, in 1993, um, communications through two-way telecommunication networks, it was about 1%, right? 1% uh-huh. of the world was kind of using the internet to kind of use communications. But you said, who was it, 1973? The... 1973, it was created by this guy named Vinton Gray Surf. Fake news, sir. Fake news. We all know it was Al Gore. (laughs) (laughs) Al Gore. That's a name I haven't heard in a while. But by 2000, it got to about 51%. So then by 2007, more than 97% of the world was using uh, the internet to kind of communicate and spread information. So that was a big jump. So you went from 93, 1% to 2,000, 51%. Okay, that's, that's about seven years. Um, you know, that's a, that's a pretty decent jump, 50%. But then from 2000 to 2007, another seven years. So that's like 14 years in total. We're almost about 100% where everybody's kind of utilizing the internet. Yeah. And so let's look at, okay, what does the internet bring to the table? What's so good about the internet? Uh-huh. Some of the things I jotted down was it's an easy tool to use to communicate. You know, um, for a while in the '90s, we used to communicate a lot. I don't know. I don't know if you had. I'm pretty sure you did. I had AOL, so we had to wait for the whole little the, the, uh, dial-up situation. No, I forgot. We didn't have AOL. We had some other local one. I think it was Roadrunner. Oh, yeah, Roadrunner. Yeah, but yeah, it was like dial-up, and it was uh, it was that that ding ding ding. Yeah, it was it was the start. <laughs> it took like fourteen hours to download one one song on Napster. Oh yeah. lord, you're talking about even in the later nineties, but yeah, like yeah, in the in the mid to late nineties, all those Napster, Kazaa, all those things started popping up to download, uh, you know, music and all that. Um, I used to use AOL Messenger, you know, to communicate with my friends. Uh-huh. Um, and also to go in some chat rooms and things like that. And that was, that was funny because yeah. back in those days, chat rooms was the thing. Nowadays, it's, um, you know, you have, it's kind of like chat rooms, but it's a little bit different. You know, you got message boards on like Twitch or, or you know, uh, YouTube and other things. And I'm showing yeah. my age because I'm only naming the two things that I know. I'm sure there's other yeah. technologies out there. But it's really advanced from the chat board, the chat rooms that I used to go into where it was just specifically just chat and now you're kind of like communicating based on a video you're watching or somebody's live streaming. Yeah, because I, I remember it was so novice. I mean, it's funny that you say about like the chat rooms because I was like, wow, like I'm chatting with somebody somewhere else. I don't know where, where they're yeah, at. I mean, that was a big deal. Yeah, yeah Because yeah. before that, you know, just even calling our friend who was a long distance in a way in another <laughs> state or anything like that, you had to dial, I forget what it was. I think you had to dial uh, nine, then one, no, one. Then their whole number, mm-hmm. and then if you miss the call, I think you actually yeah. have to pay extra to do that as well. Yeah, long uh, distance call. Long distance, call. and then there were certain points in uh, in the '90s where if you call after a certain time, they didn't charge you. Um, but you know that that was how we communicated a lot yeah. of times by phone. You know, and then when caller ID was created, you had like a whole a separate little device that would tell you who was calling. Um, but before that, it was like a random occurrence. Like you're just picking up, hello, it could be anybody. Who yeah, knows? Exactly. You know, we had no idea. And, and with the internet, you know, and, and being able to communicate, and at that time, in the 90s, I'm talking about through the messenger, through chat boards, through all that, 
um, email, you know, those, those, that was a whole new world for us, you know, because a lot of those things were instantaneous. Uh, you know, you're talking about before when you had to communicate with your friend who lived in another state or another country, you had to write them a letter, you know, and then it would get there a couple of days later and then they would reply back. And that's how y'all were communicating back and forth. Yeah. And then you get the email and it's like, oh shit. Yeah. I just, I just sent this this morning and I got one back. Yeah. Wow. It was a pretty. It's it's pretty interesting how how fast that that's kind of moved forward. And then if you look at today, right? I, I'm I'm kind of skipping some steps because yeah. I'm I'm just kind of going today because I think a lot of people more than ever today are communicating yeah. online through the internet um, with Zoom with uh, any type of video messenger um, Teams Microsoft yeah. Teams. And you see a lot of times people are doing meetings now on on over the computer. Uh, people are doing presentations over the computer. Um, and that was never heard of before. You know, a lot of times you had to, if you want to go into a presentation or if you actually had to do a meeting, you had to, you know, uh, book a room and make sure that it was big enough for everybody to attend. And, um, or if you were going to do like a, attend a presentation, you know, you had to get a ticket to go to the presentation. Um, and so that kind of changed a lot of things. It kind of made it more accessible for people to, um, to attend these certain things, and uh, I mean, let me let me think of it. I mean, I'm trying to put myself back in time. Can you? I mean, like, try to think about it. I mean, because I'm thinking all my adult life uh, that I've been in the workplace, uh-huh. a communication from the workplace at the workplace was either done through emails. Or they're like, you know, the, the company's message board or data. So think about, like, how did companies relay that information down to their employees back in the day with without, like, internet? Telephone, mail, fax machine. Fax machine was probably a big one. And it wasn't uh. so much for, like, day-to-day, like, average person. But, like, you're talking about company-wise. Like, hey, uh. I want to... I want to send you this this spreadsheet that I'm working on, and you, you know you, you send it through the fax machine, and like did you get the confirmation and all that stuff? And yeah, we still kind of every now and then we'll send it through the fax machine, but actually I don't think they do it very much at all nowadays. No, nah. I think everything gets scanned, scanned or and scanned and emailed. Yeah, or it's already digital. Yeah, I mean that like a, through DocuSign and stuff like that. Yeah, but no, I was just thinking about that is just a. The, just the communication at work, like everything is instant message, email. I mean, the internet has been, I don't know, it's been to every part of our lives. Yeah, I mean, definitely now, for sure. And and so that brings me up to my next point, instant information, right? Yeah. Before you had to wait for all that kind of stuff. Well, like you kind of mentioned right now, it's like, hey, Dominic, we need... We need this report now, and it's like okay, and I'll send it. To you. I'll send it to you in an email. I'll attach it to an email, and that's it. You like yeah. send it to them instant, instantaneously. Well, it's funny. Like one of my things I jotted down uh, the good, 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 and great things about the internet mm-hmm. is the you know just the, in, uh, as far as information, but news, not just like local news, but world news. Yes, like. Um, I mean, it's sort of killed the, the newspaper because I remember uh, I, I was I was a kid of the '80s, and I remember would wake up you, grabbing the sports section, mm-hmm. so you would actually have to know 
yeah, you, you could follow up the next day to see what was going on. Yeah. Or maybe hopefully get a, you know, watch TV and watch it on ESPN on there. But now with the internet, I mean, it's, you can find out anything you want at any second. And you can find out news in the other side of the world in different countries instantaneous. And, uh, like, think about it like world news. Mm-hmm. You would only get it in your local news if they printed it. Or you'd have uh, or to watch Dan Rather or, or, yeah, or was it Todd Brokaw. Yeah. And Tom it, Brokaw. <laughs> and it, that was usually, like, really delayed. Yeah. Like, and now, like, if you go, go on Google and you hit news, breaking, I mean, things that came out, like, 30 minutes ago, an hour, different city, state, country, and you, you have that information, like, instantaneously. Yeah, yeah, absolutely. Um, I have, you know, the globalization of information in general, you know, somebody yeah. does a study in another country, it's like, well, everybody kind of knows about it now. And the same thing what you just said right now, if something happens in another country, instead of me waiting for the, the, the primetime news you know, with one of those famous anchors that kind of break it to us. It's like, no, it's like wired to our phones now you know, or wired yeah. to our computers. It's, it's all on the Internet. You know, we can we can pull it up with ease. And, um, you know, it kind of it kind of creates this shared global uh, information highway for everybody, you know, where everybody is kind of on the same page on what's going on. You know, now yeah. that, that has a, a, a flip side to it, but. We're talking yeah. about the good, the goodness yeah, of it, the right? Goodness, the good part exactly. Of it. And um, I think you, the internet has really, you know, the world wide web, dot. But the internet, I think, has really made the world a smaller place. Definitely. Um, I mean, think about in the eighties and nineties. I mean, how much do we really know what was going around the world? Not much uh, outside of, like I said, those primetime news segments. And the crazy thing is, we're we live in America where it's democracy, but think think about the countries that are live under communism or um, certain regimes that limit internet. They at least have the dark web where they can try to get information from the outside world, mm. and um, it's given those those individuals like in North Korea and that they use uh, the dark web to to relay messages, let let the outside world know what's going on, and also get information from the outside world because their country doesn't allow right. information in. So it's just sort of mind-boggling to, to know, like, it's still a way of communication. And even if they try to limit it, at least the, the, the Internet is one way and the web is one way to communicate and get information in and out. Yeah, no, and, that, and that's a great point because, like, even going back in our own country, you know, yeah, we were getting some world news in prime time, but yeah. it was what was being shown to us, right? Yeah. And now we have the option to say, okay, I don't trust this news source. I'm going to go to a different news source and, and get what I feel is more accurate information or less biased information. Yeah. Um, and so that that's another really awesome thing about it is that you're not really limited to what kind of information. And again, there's a flip side to that. Yeah. But, you know, for, for most people who do their research and... and actually review you know where the information is coming from you know it's a really great thing that you have that access to all that information and that kind of brings me to another point where information and pretty much everything entertainment is just way more accessible now because of the internet so now you're not just limited to what the tv channel shows you uh, you know, what the individual big broadcasting channels show you on TV. You can go on your computer, you can go on your phone. 
Um, and you can pretty much look at whatever you want to look at. You know, you're not limited yeah. to what's being shown to you. You can look at programs from all over the world. Yeah. You know, um, a big, a great example of that is we were kind of talking about, uh, I think it was last week or the week before, anime. Yeah. And, you know, anime before, the only way I got it really was either if I had a friend that had a tape, you know, yeah, VHS, yeah. Yeah. <laughs> or um, whatever was shown on TV. You know, I was kind of limited to that. And now you have apps that are dedicated to just anime that's being created all in Japan or something here. And um, now you're not just limited to what's being given to you. You kind of have, you know, a smorgasbord yeah. or whatever you want to look at. Yeah, like, I mean, it's if I also have that too, like um, the entertainment the from YouTube to movies to even online books, um, articles. I mean, there's just so much entertainment out there. Uh, I mean, think about it now. Even, you don't even need a TV in reality. No. Uh, you can just stream it uh, from, from your computer or from your phone. Um, Definitely don't uh, need yeah. cable. Yeah. Um, I don't even have cable. I use the Hulu streaming service. There, yeah, there you go. And I think that's what a lot of people are doing nowadays. It's like, you know, why go with cable? It's going to give you these set channels and all yeah. that. And you can kind of pick what you want to watch. You know? Yeah. Hey, I want to watch Hulu, but I want to have just these channels on my Hulu. Or I want to watch uh, Prime Video, and I want to have just these channels. Or I want to just have Netflix and HBO Max or whatever. You know, whatever you want to watch. There's like most of these companies now are doing their own little apps that give you all that content. And the great thing is, it's like, whereas a broadcasting station is giving you the content based off of their schedule, well, the streaming options, you get those those programs whenever you want to watch them. Yeah. You know? Now, granted, exactly. sometimes they won't be available at that particular time, but I'm sure there's a streaming option that will have it available. Yeah, There's no, so many exactly. out there nowadays. Exactly. Um, I think another great thing that the internet has done is given more control to the average person as far as, so before, like entertainment is what I was going to get yeah. to, but like, so like before, right, if you really wanted to make music, you know, you, you'd have to like, you, well, you could always do it yourself and, and sell it out the back of your truck. But if you really want to like mass distribute it, you know, you have to go through some record company, right? Mm -hmm. Um, same thing with if you wanted to be a filmmaker, if you really wanted to mass distribute it, you have to go through some kind of, you know, film distribution company and, and, and kind of do all that. And the likelihood of you doing either of those things was very, very hard. Well, nowadays, just like we're doing a podcast right now. Yeah, right? I was about to say like, yeah, like podcasts is through the internet, but YouTube channels a lot. I watch a lot of YouTube, yeah. um, channels, which are actually to me more informative and better news than actual the actual news out there and and all those individuals i mean you can see that they started off just normal people i mean not doesn't say that they're not normal but they were just doing it out of their house in the thing and they slowly grew um into actual channels news channels and uh, distributor of news and, and, and i think what really helps those groups is like it makes them more genuine yeah, you know, I think when you're when you're watching, especially a lot of these these anchors, like they put on like this voice, this anchor voice, and they you know they they got all this ton of makeup on, you know, it it just looks so like contrived. It looks yeah. like so put together. Yeah. Versus when you watch somebody like somebody on YouTube or wherever you want to watch your news source or your entertainment, it looks really genuine. You're like, you know what, man, I can respect this person more because. 
you know, they're just like me. And they're just trying to put this out there and they're just trying to be, like you just said, quote unquote normal yeah. versus trying to be a product of something. Yeah. You know, um, and I think that's really great. You know, this is, especially with, like I said, you said news, entertainment in general, but mm-hmm. news, music, um, the podcasting, you know, all those type of things. It, it allows everybody to kind of be that the star of their own world. Yeah. You know what I mean? And you, you don't have to be this person from Hollywood or whatever. You know, you can just do your own thing. And if, and some people are going to like it. Some people are yeah. not going to like it. And that's cool because that's what happens anyway, right? Yeah. And so, you know, it, it just gives people the more opportunity to kind of be, um, have control over their their abilities to put out their own um, talent and, and entertainment. Yeah. I think what they call it too is I think social media, just the way we uh, we interact is, what you know, like through Facebook or MySpace. I don't even know if anybody uses MySpace anymore. Dude, I don't, MySpace doesn't exist, bro. <laughs> <laughs> Gosh, you're showing your age here. <laughs> I mean, and, and even you said Facebook and that and that at this point is, is pretty much where all us older cats be lingering on. Mostly, I think people communicate a lot on Twitter, Instagram, um, and whatever other new apps are out there. I have no idea. Snapchat. Twitch, I think, is a new one. Snapchat. I don't know. Is Snapchat still a thing? Uh, it I might think be. So, yeah. TikTok is a big TikTok. one, too. Yeah. You know, and for you, uh, for you younger uh, Barrio Bros out there, help us out. Let us know what apps you guys are using to communicate with you with each other. We definitely like to know. As you can tell, we still think that MySpace is a thing. Yeah, um, Facebook is pretty cool, man. <laughs> New and modern. I came across it. Well, you know, it's funny because we were we were of the age when Facebook first came about, right? And yeah. and at the time, Facebook, I believe, was like a university thing, like yeah. a university university thing, and so it was really limited to college kids. And then it kind of grew from there to being like all encompassing for everybody. Um, and then the young kids kind of like said, oh, "There's nothing but a bunch of old guys on here, so we're gonna move forward." So now, you know, it's funny. Like on my Facebook, it's just pretty much everybody my age and up that's on there, and it's cool. You know, I'm cool with it. You know, I don't have no problems with that. Um, you know, but look, they shared their, a picture of their cat and, and their bun cake. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> Look, they're showing us their retirement checks. Wow. Awesome. You know, um, but it's cool. You know, the point still stands where it's really cool device where we can communicate. We can share parts of our lives with other people across the world, you know, and and I know the phone in and of itself is is a cool technology because it it encompasses so many different technologies all in one. And, And the social media sites really help us kind of demonstrate those capabilities of that device right we can, yeah. you know send videos we can send um you know uh pictures we can comment we can do all kind of stuff we can post videos from other sites on there um it's just a really cool way of communicating yeah i was gonna say another good thing uh i jotted down is it just makes life uh the internet just makes life easier uh from some of the things i thought of was like online banking Oh I yeah. Got, uh, I don't know. Pay I, bill, I, pay. I, I I do that all on my laptop. Uh, I pay bills, and then the great the great thing, I think that revolutionized a lot of things. Hmm. Is is like online ordering. Oh yeah. I mean. Oh yeah. Uh, uh, Especially good, with uh, the whole COVID. Thing. Yeah. Uh, on the, uh, you can order your things like everybody says on Amazon. Oh, you know what? Let me uh, let me put it this way. 
Who calls in and order at Pizza Hut anymore? Nobody I just go. Sure. I go online. I just. I just do pull up. I have my laptop open. Do, 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 go there. Put in my account. I already. I just submit it online. I, I mean. And you're not even limited to pizza as a. As oh a no 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 no! I'm or done. Chinese, I, you know, you can. I'm much done. Do all kinds of steakhouses. I mean, yeah. every restaurant now is you can do it online, order mm-hmm. online, and and that's how I do it. A lot of times, I just go on there. Do it and I'll say, be ready in 30 minutes. All right, cool. By the time I get there, everything be ready and leave. Yeah, so, or somebody brings it to you. Like, how many times did your kid in the 80s, 90s when you would have to call Pizza Hut? Like, literally pick up the oh, phone yeah. and call them and try to explain the order. And then sometimes, how many times did, did the kid on the other side jack up your freaking order? Yeah, I'm sure there are many times. I can't remember them specifically at this moment, but you know, I'm sure there was many times where the order didn't come right. Oh, yeah, um, you repeat yourself like 10 times. No, no. Without <laughs> onion. Without onion. <laughs> uh, I'm sure it happened quite a bit. And nowadays, I mean, but here's the thing. Like, that, the people still mess up your order. Yeah. You could, you could give it to the them all, jot factor. it down. The human factor will never change. Yeah. But your options are much greater nowadays. Yeah. You know what I mean? Like you, like you mentioned earlier, you can order steak from a steakhouse and we can pick it up or you can have somebody deliver it to you. Yeah. Like, and, that, and a lot of that has to do with the internet's ability to, you know, grant you that option. You know, we didn't, yeah. before we didn't have that, you know, and, um, let me open up the phone book. And it goes even <laughs> further. Like you get to kind of like, you get the play order. by play. No, I'm saying uh, you get the play by play of your order. Like, you know, your order was sent. They've accepted your order. This is how much time it's going to be. They're on their way. They're yeah. only five minutes away. Like, you never got that, bro. You call a pizza. He's like, hey, 30 minutes or less. He got 30 minutes. <laughs> he's not here by 30 minutes. I'm getting this for free. And that was it. And, and you're just kind of like waiting. That was, that was pretty much it. And you don't know what this kid was doing while he had your pizza in the car. <laughs> Could have pulled over, smoked a blunt, and then came over. There you go. Pizza's all the wrong order and shit. <laughs> it's upside down. But yeah, I mean, um, it's definitely made things like more accessible, made things more convenient. So now let's talk about some of the bad things about the internet. What is something that you, what is something that you feel that the internet is negative negatively looked upon? Um, just like having, I think, uh, on the flip side of having all that information of news and all mm-hmm. there, mm-hmm. there's also the flip side of a lot of misinformation. Yep, and um, quote unquote, I'm using my air quotes here, fake news, and it just it's just. I guess it, it puts it people in a situation where, I mean, you have to do your own research to know what's credible and not credible. But you have uh, to also know how to research. Yes. Uh, looking at Facebook and somebody putting a meme out there doesn't necessarily make it a uh, political truth <laughs> out there. And, That's a big one. And, uh, you know, it's just a bunch of misinformation or... Two is you got to look at the source of where it's coming from. Absolutely. And um, can watch a YouTube video for some guy who's just talking over some pictures that he's showing you and, and telling you facts. Exactly. And telling you some conspiracy theories and acting like it's the truth. Yeah. It's 
to me, that's one of the, the, the big things is with the internet is just a bunch of misinformation. Um, that's definitely a big one. That's definitely a big one right now. Um, and I think more so today because so many people are at home, right? And they're not interacting socially. Yeah. Um, or in person, I should say. They're not inter- interacting in person. So a lot of people are communicating online a lot. And that kind of takes away the visual cues of being able to tell when somebody's BSing you. Yeah. And so I think a lot of people kind of just start gravitating to what they feel um, somebody is saying that really uh, matches what they what they think. Yeah. You know, oh, I, this guy thinks exactly like me, so he must be right. It's like, well, that doesn't that doesn't make you or him right. You know, exactly. it just means that you guys agree on the same opinion. <laughs> exactly. <laughs> and so that that's a, definitely a big one, especially right now. I mean, we saw a, we, I mean the QAnon thing, uh, that whole organization and that whole quote unquote news group. Yeah. Um, you know, they're they're spreading of misinformation, and, and all it does is take all it takes is you know a group of people to make things look. And appear like it's factual, and spread information that has no factual basis behind it. None. And so that that is definitely a big one. Uh, me, I have one of the ones I I put down was that your personal information is more accessible. Now, yeah. like you mentioned earlier, we're all online ordering. Um, we're all paying our bills online. We're you know we're always online passing our information back and forth. And that leads to people with nefarious, uh, you know, intentions uh, going out there and trying to get that information for whatever reason. Maybe they want to, you know, uh, steal your identity. Maybe they want to steal your money, whatever. And, you know, because of the frequency that we're doing it, it makes it more accessible for these individuals to do those kind of things. So are you telling me the email that I got uh, from the e, what do you call it? The and it, then the Nigerian prince is it real that I'm gonna I'm supposed <laughs> to get a million dollars, but I have to send him a hundred thousand in taxes first? No, sir, it's oh, definitely okay, not okay. real. And that <laughs> scam call you get from the it's funny because I just got a scam call today talking about some. I have an arrest warrant for some suspicious activity on my bank account and i'm like there's no suspicious activity there it's just very low yeah <laughs> i was gonna say there you get the you know the emails wanting you to click no i don't think i want malicious wear exactly or or, or you know like you said the hacking into your you know having that identity theft you know like you said that all that information out there leads us to have all that information possibly stolen stolen yeah, yeah. and then that's, that's a big thing about the internet Another thing that I got here, and um, it kind of—I don't necessarily think it goes hand in hand with that one, but it kind of goes hand in hand with the, my two points that I got. Bullying nowadays is twenty-four-seven. Yeah, I actually had that too, like bullying and trolling. Yeah, yeah, one. They're pretty much one and the same. Yeah, but but I guess it depends because sometimes trolling can be bullying, and sometimes yeah. it could just be annoying. Yeah, and working, especially like if you see like uh, where social media. I mean, there's cases out there where social media were um especially that lady there was basically a lady she made a fake account and bullied like some teenager kid where she committed suicide and this is a grown a grown adult woman man that's terrible yeah that's pathetic and terrible both and um things like that happen all the time like like i think we talked about it before in regards to the way things were for us versus now 
And when we were younger, bullying pretty much ended once we left school. You know, that's when it was just me and my boys and we talked crap about the bully, right? Yeah. On our way home or whatever. But I think nowadays, yeah. kids get bullied at school and then as they're going home, it's like they're getting messages still being bullied. They're yeah. at home still being bullied. And it's like nonstop bullying. Um, and that's a, that's a really terrible thing. And it's not yeah. just kids, you know. Adults yeah. get bullied too. You know, you think that, you know, just because the kids, you know, mm. kid, and, and there's a reason a lot of kids bully each other. But, like, those same reasons kind of exist in a lot of adults as well. And some of those adults don't know boundaries and things like that. Like, you just mentioned yeah. one right there. Um, and that's kind of where the, the borderline between the troll and the and the bully kind of comes yeah. about. Where it's like, hey, here's a person just trying trying to be themselves, you yeah. know, trying to put something out there. And here comes a bully or a troll that kind of, like, chop them down like oh you're you're not as great as you think you are and it's like this person doesn't necessarily think they're that great they're just putting something out there you know they're, they're just i just I, all i all i did was, on my facebook uh, pucho all i did was put a, a a smiley face with a little coffee mug that said have a nice day and i, I get people say what's so happy about it oh, well mr have a th- oh so terrible man <laughs> it's terrible it's like over oh, here you, oh you can afford coffee huh i'm like really but I guess it could be worse. It, it could be, like they say, you know, if you have haters, that means you're doing something right. It's like, okay, I guess or, or maybe you don't you just have know haters it. and we don't have... Or maybe, or, or maybe they're just a-holes and you got too many a-holes in your life. I mean, it could be that too. It could definitely be that. And so, you we brought up, you brought up trolls. I brought up the bullying. And so the other aspect of that too is that predators can now more easily target their prey. So and I'm not just talking about like bullying that's just one aspect of the no it's funny i have that too i had that with like uh pedophiles working uh now and see when you were talking about the good things about chat rooms my mind went in a different location i was like well see that's the uh, thing like like, for uh, every good thing that the internet provides you there's a flip side there's a flip side exactly and that's a big one so like chat rooms nowadays certain games right where it's like open to everybody Right, and it's not hard for an adult to go on there, make a, an account like a kid, and then portray themselves as a child online. I mean, there's a guy yeah, on, was it Dateline? Is it Dateline? Yeah, uh, yeah. The, um, Isn't there a guy, How to Catch a Predator? Yeah, How to Catch a Predator. A lot of times what they do is they go in these chat rooms, they go into these things, Come meet me. playing like they're a little girl or a little yeah. boy, and, and that's how they lure these people out, you know? Is that Brian Williams? That would come I think up? you're right, yes. Hello, sir. I'm like, see, I understand you're here to see Ted. <laughs> that those guys are always yeah. supremely disappointed when they walk through that door, bro. He's like, "There's a grown man here. It's not at all what I asked for." Exactly. He's like, That's what you're getting, bro. You're gonna you're gonna get a bunch of them when you go to prison. But it's terrible, yeah. you know. It, it it really is because there's there's really not much safeguarding for that. The, the best thing you can do is limit your child's, you know, access to the computer. You know, limit their time on the computer and engage with them. See what they're doing. Play with them. Play with them online and see what room and, and games that they're playing on and just kind of educate them on how to avoid those individuals. Yeah. Because even even when you do those other things, you know, those guys are still gonna try to find their way there. That's what that's all they spend their time doing, right? Yeah. And, you know, short of just telling your kid you're not gonna get on the internet, which is gonna be impossible, and especially nowadays, you know, 
that's all you can do is just kind of like be observant. And that's and that's kind of always been the thing with with, with child predators. You know, you, you have to be a part of your child's life. Yeah. You have to be engaged with your child. You have to be engaged in what they're doing so you know what, what they're surrounded by, who's around and who's engaged in that as well. And so, you know, that, that was a big one for me. It's like that, you know, yeah. the predators, it's just, it's just an easier way of targeting it. And, and look, not just kids, right? You also have predators that are out there trying to sexually assault adults, other adults. Yeah. You know, and they try to lure them through there. Hey, I'm a lonely person. And, you know, aren't you a lonely person? AKA yeah. catfishing. Yeah. Let's yeah. let's meet up. Hey, you don't look at all what I thought you looked. That's not, yeah. who's this person in the picture? <laughs> That's just a picture I pulled from online. This exactly. is what I really look like. Exactly. Uh, one I, I had on there is, um, and it's, I guess, goes, it's, pretty much norm now like i really thought about it it sounds weird like saying it but like when i say give you this other context you're gonna you won't think about about it that bad um but because i think it's a norm now but stalking like stalking, stalking it, what do you call stalking it is much different nowadays and like like uh, like uh, i'm gonna give you two terms because when i say like oh you are facebook stalking or social stalking like it's not frowned upon. I mean, it sort of is, but not like, oh, have, you, have you looked at... Uh, you, mean, have you, you know it, what I it's mean? It's more easily brushed off. Yeah, but... I think when you're doing it in person, it's like more like close to you and it yeah. makes you more uncomfortable. Yeah, but if like, it's like social media, yeah, it's like, I guess uh, most women... I'm going to say it's probably most yeah, women that have to deal yeah, with it. Yeah. But, <laughs> they probably just brush it off like, oh, but, he's harmless. He's yeah, just yeah. Like, or like, our, you know what I mean? Social stalking is like, oh, just scrolling and looking... I think that's totally different than the, uh, and I think because it's sort of that thin line of like stalking where like, because there's so much information out there where like somebody can just grab your information and just really show up to your house or do, yeah, you know, the, it's that's just true. sort of, it's sort of scary, it's scary to think about it that, uh, with, that yeah. yeah, and um, the other one I had was, now this is off the deep end. But I was thinking that, like, uh, the worst, uh, you know, the, the dark web that, you know, you know, people were on the Silk Road doing the legal drugs. Hey, to me, I, I'll let you know, I'm pretty liberal on that. I'm like, hey, if you want to do something, like, on there. But uh, going to the aspect of of that, even on the dark web, I mean, there's ways where you can actually get hitmen and order hitmen and all kinds of that's true i mean i i mean it gets pretty deep on there now granted i have no idea how to get there yeah. you know i'm but i'm sure there's i know i'm sure i know there's a lot of people who do yeah and i know i don't know i've heard of those situations before um i've read about those situations before and and it's, and it's a little scary you know because you know nowadays some people a lot of people suffer from different things you know, and you never know when somebody's going to do something like that. Yeah. You know, reach out to the dark web and then hire somebody. Uh, which brings me to another point, social dissonance. I think because we communicate so much online now, we don't communicate as much in person. Yeah. And then that creates that dissonance between each other, which would make it easier for people to do things like that. Yeah. The other thing that happens, I think, online is that I think a lot of people, and this is what happens a lot in social media, I think a lot of people that promote a disingenuous self-imagery, meaning a lot of filters, a lot of like, so we, we, we use the term Instagram model, right? There's a lot yeah. of women, men, who 
mostly women, I think. I don't know if there's... I wouldn't know. But anyway, but, there's a lot of models out there, Instagram models, who promote themselves as like, oh, look at me. This is how I look. You know, don't I look great? And this is how you should look. I mean, they may not be saying those things, but by posting these images like that, that's essentially what you're kind of subliminally telling somebody is like, hey, this is this is what you should look like. If you don't look like this, then you're not as good as me because you don't have as many followers as me. So that means you're less than. Now, granted, most people, I wouldn't say most people, I would say a good bit of people should have a strong sense of self-worth where that should be like, okay, whatever. I can appreciate somebody else without it reflecting upon me. Yeah. But there is a lot of people, especially those that are developing, who look at those things and think like, oh, I should be looking like that. And if I don't look like that, then then I'm not pretty or I'm not, you know, buff or I'm not whatever. You know, and I think that's disingenuous because there could be all kind of reasons why you look the way you look. Give me good genes. Maybe you spend most of your day working out. Maybe you got a good filter and some airbrushing. There you go. <laughs> you know, it could be all kind of reasons. And I think that first and foremost, what a lot of those people should be trying to promote, and then they're not going, a lot of them won't because it, it kind of goes against what they're trying to do. But they should be trying to promote like, hey, just be happy with who you are. We don't all have the same body type. Or all our bodies are going to look different. And there are some. There's a lot of them that do promote that. You know, a lot of them that are, are very fit, very attractive. And they say, hey, you know, be happy with who you are. But then there's a lot of the other ones who are like, you know, like, ha, don't I look great? Look at me. This is what I look like. And I think that's another bad side to the internet, social media, and all that. Jazz. Yeah. So, I think that's enough about the internet. I think overall, I feel like the internet is good. It has its bad points, but, you know, with any any technology, there's always going to be bad. Yeah, I know? think that good um, definitely outweighs the bad in this, this, in this instant. Uh, I think it, it just a lot greater value to, to society Absolutely. as a whole. Absolutely. So, I think the next thing we got is around the barrios All right. with Dom. Well, let's go around the world and, uh, well, I came across um, a, a story and the first appearance of Superman appeared in 1938 comic, and it was recently sold. Would you like to guess about how much how much it sold for? 1.5 million. A little bit higher. Oh, 1.7. 3.25 million dollars. Oh, jeez. Yes. Hold on. Did Nick Cage buy it? Because I know he's a huge Superman fan. No, unfortunately, he did not. I think he still owes uh, the IRS some tax money. So he, oh, he was he not in that. Some red box he, he was a little bit economically <laughs> challenged in, in that aspect for for the. I know the he bid. has a very expensive comic book collection, so I was surprised. Go I ahead. think our Uncle Sam took some of those to pay his bills. <laughs> uh, but moving to our to our Barrio Bros, and actually the next two are going to be. Our, from our Barbros here in Texas. Okay. Uh, a Texas man uh, went ahead and ran from Disneyland to Disney World, which is roughly about 
2,760 miles. Dang. Yeah, it took him about 90 days of actual running. Um, he had some he days. Yeah, some of those, but that was in 90 days consecutive. Like, he took breaks. I mean, Out there, yeah, the COVID, <laughs> but yeah, and he would take a day, like a couple of days, and then he'd finally go back to that spot and continue forward. But he literally ran from Disney. Uh, from Disneyland to Disney World. From California to Florida. Wow. So if he did it 90 days straight, I mean, that's how long it would take. But, yeah, there's, I mean, your body would break down by... There's no yeah, way. There's I no mean, way. I mean, I, 90 days is still pretty impressive. Yeah. But, yeah, there's no way he would be able to do that straight. Yeah. No. Not at all. Even I, Gump got tired. Yeah. <laughs> when, I, when I got tired, I slept. When I got hungry, I ate. <laughs> so... Well, the third, uh, what's going on for another Texas barrier bro is uh, a Texas-based uh, uh, auction house went ahead and sold a sealed copy of the Super Mario Bros. Ooh. Uh, guess how much that one went for? I'm going to guess $1.5 million again. No, actually, it was went for $660,000. Dang, Unsealed man. with Mario Brothers. You know, every time you hear a story like that, like I, like the Superman one, of course, I was I wasn't around then, but yeah. I had the uns had the unsealed, uh, the sealed. I'm sorry, yeah. Mario Bros. Yeah. I had it. You know what I mean? Yeah. But of course, I wanted to play. I didn't want to keep it sealed up. <laughs> yeah. So like, if you could go back in time and say, just keep it there, it would be a great investment. No, man. it, 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 it will never it, replace the hours I. I <laughs> The game, dude. It can't. I mean, I, yes, it, it, the money is great. The idea of the money is great, but there was an experience, dude. Like I got it for Christmas, right? So I opened it up. It's like you think I'm gonna leave it sealed? Like no, no. Let me put it over here in the corner and just look at it. Like of course not. First of all, I think I was like maybe seven or eight. Yeah, no, th- those games were gonna get ripped open. <laughs> yeah, that, dude. Get in under five minutes with, with gleeful yelling. You no. know what I mean? Yeah, yeah. Plug it in. Let's go. Yeah. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. No way, dude. But it's funny that you think about it, like a lot of these things now that are going for high value. I mean, I'm like, I own some of these things. Yeah. And it's it's nuts to think about, you know, like, yeah, like I, like I just said, the experience is, is well worth the, over the money, right? But at the same time, you're thinking about like, dang, like what if my parents just bought two of them, one for me to just put to the side? No, let's not invest in stocks or anything else. Let's go ahead and invest in this Super Mario Bros. cartridge sealed. But we never know. That rate of return is awesome. Yeah. <laughs> well, that's all I got. Let's go ahead and cast our reel and see what we got for next week. So it looks like we're going to talk about some serial killers and their crimes. It's going to be... Definitely a very interesting one. I know I say that every week, but this sounds pretty cool. Did, did you say definitely or deathly? Oh, deathly. Could be both, right? Yeah. <laughs> so again, guys, if you guys, uh, wherever you listen to us on your podcast, uh, whether that be iTunes, Spotify, Anchor, wherever you listen to us, please reach out and uh, send us some messages at thefishbowlbarrio at gmail.com or at our Twitter at Barrio Fishbowl and spread the word. We love to hear from you guys and we love you guys to spread the word. But until next week, I'm Pucho. I'm Dom. Cheers. It's such a good feeling, a very good feeling, the feeling you know that I'll be back 
when the day is new and I'll have more ideas for you and you'll have things you'll want to talk about I will too